0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. And while it's not Liverpool related, it is Liverpool connected. It appears like Stephen Gerrard is set to take over as Aston Villa manager. Ashley Priest, a reporter for Birmingham Live, the Villa Correspondent, says Stephen Gerrard to Aston Villa all but done as he finalises backroom staff. I'm expecting an announcement within the next 24 to 48 hours, if not sooner. Christian Perslow set to get his man. Um, it's hard to know what to make of this. I mean, it's the best job Gerard is going to get. Villa are a huge club, big fan base, plenty of money to spend, big expectation. You do feel like Villa could do better. They have ambitions to become, you know, European team again. But they've made the move to Gerrard. There's obviously a personal relationship there between Gerrard and Perslow from when Perslow was one of the men running Liverpool. Uh, He's largely despised amongst the Liverpool fan base, but it seems like Gerrard is quite close to him. Carragher was quite close to him as well, if I remember correctly. But this will, no doubt, amplify the chatter about Gerrard becoming the next Liverpool manager about him replacing Jurgen Klopp in 2024. And I see a lot of discussion on social media about what would he have to accomplish at Villa to make himself the standout target when Klopp leaves. And some people have said a really low bar. Some people have said, you know, mid-table, good football, and that, that's more than enough. But, I mean, Dean Smith did pretty much the same thing, and he just got sacked by Aston Villa, they're not mid-table this season. But last season, they finished 11th. Played some good football at times. It's not really achieving anything, though, is it? Like, finishing in mid-table is... Well, it's a bit the most boring thing you can do. Villa aren't a team that are in real risk of relegation. If Gerard were to take them down this season it would be catastrophic for his reputation because with the quality available, it really shouldn't happen. There's a good team at Villa. They've got a very good goalkeeper, a good right back an excellent center back, very good holding midfielder and Douglas Louise, good midfielder and John McGinn, good attacking talent in Buendia, Bailey, Watkins and Ings. Will be interesting to see what way he sets them up. He's, Been playing a 4-3-3 at Rangers. Once Michael Beale arrived, Rangers kind of became like an Aldi Liverpool. Tactically very similar to us. Stylistically very similar to us. I think if you're Matty Cash, you should be very excited because he does allow his full-backs a lot of attacking freedom. He might need to bring in a new left-back Matt Target's decent, but doesn't have great pace and struggles to get up and down. We'll definitely need a centre-back. You'd imagine that he'll have to bring in someone to partner Konza. I don't think he's going to think much of Ming's once he watches him for a few weeks. But the basis of what would be a good team is there. He'll have to figure out the... The Ings-Watkins conundrum. My guess is he ends up playing Watson on the right or the left. Ings through the middle and then Leon Bailey as the other one. Where this leaves Emmy Buendia, I'm not sure because he could play as an attacking eight. But he doesn't work as hard off the ball as Gerard would want. Defensively, he can be a bit of a liability. But if Buendia... Douglas Louise, John McGinn midfield could be quite interesting. Cash Conza sort the other two out. You've got Emi Martinez. You'd be in good stead if he could go in January if they'll guarantee him some funds in January, and he could go and get a good centre back to partner Esri Conza and find a left back who can who can do what he wants. Something like Borna Sosa of uh, Stuttgart. He'd be the perfect fit for what Gerard needs. But I think we have to set high expectations here because we're looking at this from a Liverpool lens as somebody who could be our next manager. And the first thing you need to do is remove his name from the equation. Forget that he is Steven Gerard. and look at him as the Aston Villa manager. What would the Aston Villa manager have to do to get the Liverpool job? Because mid-table and playing good football is not enough. It just isn't. There has to be real tangible success. Europa League qualification, maybe a domestic cup, a good showing in Europe. And it has to be done over a sustained period of time. Can't just be one season. This season's going to be about stabilising, turning things around a little bit, and getting them back up into mid table. Then you'll have two years before Klopp is due to leave. And at minimum, it would need to be back to back top six finishes, a domestic cup, and a good run in Europe in the second season, in the, the second full season. That would, that would be the minimum. For me, I think he'd need to do five or six years there, and let's see him actually build something long-term. Let's see him do it without an enormous financial advantage, as he's had in Scotland. Rangers' net spend over Gerard's, Gerard's time there is higher than the combined net spend of every other professional team in Scotland combined. The wage bill at Rangers is bigger than every other professional team in Scotland, bar Celtic, combined. So he has an enormous, an enormous financial advantage north of the border. Villa are a wealthy club. They've got wealthy owners. But they're not in the same category as Chelsea, City, United, or even ourselves. Their owners are wealthier than ours, but they don't bring in that type of money. They don't have the revenue streams that we have. They don't have that global name. Massive regional club. Decent enough on a European stage having won a European Cup in the 80s. But they're not a global brand. Not to the extent that they can compete with us. There's no reason Villa can't be Tottenham. That kind of size. The only thing Tottenham would have over them is London. But Villa have more history than them. Villa have had more success than them. So Tottenham is probably the club that they're looking to usurp in the Big Six or make it a Big Seven. Now I know we'll have Newcastle's threat, but that's a few years down the line before they become a real a real issue for anybody. In the interim, Villa are the team best placed to jump into that. Leicester never will because they just don't have the finances, they don't have the fan base, they don't have the type of infrastructure needed. Really good club, really well run, good team. And as a playing model for what they've been able to build on the pitch in terms of the talent they have, that's what Villa should be looking at. But from a size and strength point of view, it is Spurs. I think Gerard needs to have real success there. To even be considered for the Liverpool job. My hope would be that the owners take his name out of it. And just look at him as the Aston Villa manager. Fans are too sentimental. Fans think with their hearts, not their heads. There's probably some fans out there that would take him over Klopp now on the basis that he's Steven Gerrard. But as a manager, there's not a whole lot to go on. He won the Scottish Premiership last season. It's about the equivalent of winning League One in England. He did it with a team that had the finances of a high-end championship team in League One. So he did have that big advantage. I couldn't tell you who the manager of the League One champions last season was. I certainly wouldn't want him as Liverpool manager. Who won League One last year? Hull City. Hull City won League One last year. I don't know who Hull City's manager is. Grant McCann. Would we take Grant McCann... As Liverpool manager, I don't think we would. I really don't think we'd consider it. So, you know, and he's got more experience than Gerrard. He's been at Peterborough, he's been at Doncaster, and he's been at Hull. Gerrard's only had the three years at Rangers. And until Michael Beale joined him, that wasn't going particularly well either. The football was ugly. He set out in the old firm derbies just to have his team kick Celtic off the pitch. Our, our other former manager, Brendan Rogers, was, was quite vocal in his complaints about some of the physicality in those games. Now, Brendan likes to complain anyway, but the football was quite ugly. Michael Beale arrived to join the staff along with Gary McAllister, who'd, who'd gone there with Gerrard, and things turned around. And last season, to their credit, they did play very good football. This season hasn't been as good, Teams are more prepared now for what Rangers are going to offer. Teams are more prepared now. They're more ready to deal with the pressing, with the high intensity, with the quick movement and the automations Then on the right-hand side. Teams are setting up to stop that, and they're doing it. Even the results in Europe this season have not been particularly impressive. It's a shame he's not staying to try and retain that title. Because while Celtic are, still aren't particularly good, they're better than they were last year, and they're more of a threat than they were last year. And it would be interesting to see how that would go if Gerrard stayed the whole year. But, like I said, it does appear like he is on the verge of joining Villa. And as I said, it's the best job he's going to get in the Premier League. They're a massive club. And you look at the other jobs in the league that could come up. Manchester United is going to come up at some point. He's not going to get that job, nor would he want it. Chelsea wouldn't appoint him. City wouldn't appoint him. He could get the West Ham job in a couple of years, but Moyes is going nowhere for now. I don't think he'd go to Arsenal. United he definitely wouldn't go to. Brighton isn't a better job than Villa. Say, for example, if Villa were to point Potter and Brighton wanted Gerrard, that's not a better job for Gerrard. Neither is Wolves. Tottenham have just appointed Conte. Crystal Palace going well under Vieira. If he was to get plucked and go somewhere else, that's not a better job for Gerrard. He's definitely not going to our blue friends. Leicester to replace Rodgers could be interesting. If Rodgers were to go to United in the summer, for example, and Gerard were to take over there. But we don't know that there's not going to be a massive exodus there. There's a lot of players at that club who belong in the Champions League and who may well force the issue to get moves to Champions League clubs in the summer. Will Fendidi, Yuri Tielemans, James Madison, Harvey Barnes, all of them, Ricardo Pereira, all of them could look to move on. So then you're entering a rebuild. Seth Hampton's not a better job than Villa, neither's Brentford. Leeds has potential to be a great job, but you really don't want to be the guy following Bielsa. Nobody wants the Watford job because it's a six week contract. Uh, I. With due respect to Burnley, they're a fraction of the size of Villa. Newcastle could have been interesting, but would you really want to take over a proper relegation scrap? Bad and all as it's been for for Villa, they've got double the amount of points that Newcastle have and should have more than enough to stay up. And Norwich are, are sailing towards the championship, so... The jobs that would be better, right now, Leicester's a better job because you get a better team, but it could be a rebuild. Spurs, but they've just appointed a new manager. Arsenal, I don't think he'd go there. West Ham, Moyes is going nowhere. United, he's not going to get that job. He's not going to get the City job. He's not going to get the Chelsea job. This is the best job for him. It's the best one available. It's the best one that's likely to be available. To him, so I can see why he would take it. I am surprised he's leaving mid-season. I didn't think he would do that. I would have thought he would have looked at the backlash that Rodgers received after leaving Celtic, and maybe had a little bit of pause for thought. But Villa is definitely a bigger club to go to than Leicester was. The, the step down from Leicester to Celt- from Celtic to Leicester in terms of the size of the club is quite drastic. I think Rangers to Villa is a bit of a sidewards move in terms of the size of the club. But if he makes the move, he makes the move, and we get to see him in the Premier League. We'll see what he's all about, see how he does under you know, circumstances that aren't as favourable as the one he's had at Rangers. Uh, to jump around the main sites, Liverpool have added another key member to their fitness staff as part of an overhaul in Jurgen Klopp's backroom with the objective being to minimise the risk of injury, writes Jack Lusby on This Is Anfield. Um, Obviously injuries have become more and more of a factor over the last 18 months and Liverpool added a couple of pieces in the summer. But It looks like they're going to continue to, you know, to make appointments, to bring people in, to try and maximise their potential key players on the pitch rather than on the training table, which is where we don't want them. Uh, That's about it on uh, this is Anfield today. A bit of a slow day for them. There is some coverage of the Gerrard thing. Um, Lots on liverpool.com. Jürgen Klopp can make the next Liverpool eva- uh, evolution with one of four transfers including the new Luis Suarez. So Alexander Isak the Swedish striker at Real Sociedad has one, Darwin Nunez the Uruguayan at Benfica, Ricardo Pepi the young American forward who plays for FC Dallas and Adam Hrazic who is a fantastic young player. Czech international, plays for Sparta, Prague, only 19. He's somebody that could come in and contribute straight away, as could either of the first two, Isak and Nunes. Pepe is probably a little bit away, but by all accounts, very, very talented, very highly regarded as well um, in the US. He's already played for the national team despite his young age. Uh, Borussia Dortmund flop could become ideal Liverpool £36 million Jude Bellingham transfer alternative. And this is a piece about Mikkel Moreno. Uh, Well, First of all, let's be clear, he didn't flop at Borussia Dortmund in any way, shape or form. Um, Very, very talented player, 25 years of age now. He didn't flop at Dortmund. They had great midfield options. And Newcastle came in in the January, offered him a loan. Dortmund gave him the loan. There was no option to buy, but in the summer, back they went and picked him up. He obviously ended up back at Sauciedad. I don't think he's a Bellingham alternative. He's quite a different player. Um, but he is a good player. I don't know that he fits in the Liverpool team. I, I, that's the one thing. I don't know that he fits in how we play, but he is a good player. There's no doubt. Um, four players who could leave Liverpool in January to make room for Jurgen Klopp transfer arrivals. Alex Oxley Chamberlain. I mean, I think that's one that everybody sort of looks at and thinks Ox could do it. Moving on, maybe in January, Stephen Gerrard might like him at Ray at, at Villa in that midfield three. If he's going to play a midfield three, Oxley Chamberlain, Douglas Louise, and John McGinn could be. A very good three. Uh, perhaps you could do a loan with an option or an obligation to buy. Taki Minamino, I mean, that's that's fair enough. The guy deserves to play regularly. He's just not quite of the level to play regularly for us. Nico Williams, um, I think it would be about right to move him on. Uh, we've got Connor Bradley coming through, and I, I do think it's an area we could look to bring somebody in Uh, as a kind of short-term two-year stopgap until Bradley is ready to be Trent's backup. You could look to bring someone in, develop them, and then move them on at a profit. Divock Origi, uh, Divock doing his transfer value some good in recent weeks with a couple of great goals, but again, one that it it is surely time for him to to move on. Eddie Howe, if you're listening, $25 mate. Did you see the goal against West Ham? Did you see the goal in the Cup? 25 million is a bargain, I and mean, you can't you cannot put a price on his Champions League exploit. You can't put a price on that, but we will put a price of 25 million on. Uh Liverpool can pick from three January transfer bargains to solve a major Jurgen Klopp headache. Uh Liverpool are lacking a backup number six option. Jurgen Klopp should have sorted it in the summer, but there are ways he could seek to solve it in January. The thing is It's not a backup number six they need. It's a left-sided midfielder. Someone to play that Wijnaldum role. If that person can also be a backup number six, well, then that's a double bonus. Um, Frank Kessie, one of the names suggested here, very, very good player. Box-to-box type, good ball winner, clever player. Can be a little bit rash in tackles at at times, but a very, very good player. Uh, And out of contract, obviously, next summer. Dennis Zakaria, he fits the same kind of bill. He has stagnated in the last couple of years. He did have a bad knee injury. He hasn't quite got back to his best, but there is there is signs that he's getting there. There's little signs of that burst returning, that ability to pick the ball up and carry it past a couple of defenders, also out of contract next summer. And Boubacar Kamara, now he would only be a backup six in our midfield. He, he wouldn't be an eight. For us. Uh, but he can play anywhere across the defence as well. So you get a backup right-back, an extra centre-back, and a backup left back left-back. He's decent going forward from right-back. Not so much from left-back. Very good reader of the game at centre-back and defensive midfield. He was a centre-back until Vias Boas went to Marseille and moved him into midfield. He, like the others, also had a contract next summer. The other one to mention, obviously, is Marcelo Brozovic. I don't know how he would work. As a six, or sorry, as an eight in the Liverpool team, might take a little bit of adaption, but he's a good player. He's an intelligent player. His age would probably count against him for a move to Liverpool. But Kessie or Zakaria could start as an eight and be a backup six. Kamara would be a great backup six and a good option as a fifth centre back. You could sell Nat Phillips and you'd still have your five centre-backs by having Kamara. He's shorter than the centre-backs we normally like, but he's decent in the air, really good organiser, natural leader, very, very good player. A uh, bit of a silly one here. Versatile £34 million Real Madrid star could relieve all of Jurgen Klopp's major Liverpool squad issues. So this is a piece about Federico Valverde, who would be the perfect Jurgen Klopp midfielder. Can play as, a, as an eight, can play as a six, play right back absolutely phenomenal player now we've been linked with him in the past but I don't think there's ever been any real truth to it this article takes a an article in the Spanish newspaper El Nacional uh, which states that Valverde has situation has not changed with Carlo Ancelotti not being a fan it then states Despite Valverde starting every game, he's been available for. So if he's not a fan, why does he start him every single game he's available for? Uh, the price tag is now said to be around forty million euro, thirty four million pounds. Really, I mean, his buyout clause I think is like two hundred and fifty or something like that. There was talk of eighty million in the summer. I doubt that having started every game and having played well this season, his valuation has halved. Um. There's just a bit of silliness here. In terms of a deal getting over the line, it is thought that Valverde is considered untouchable by club president Florentino Perez. Right. Well, Perez is the decision maker. So Carlo Ancelotti could hate him. Carlo has no say in whether the player stays or goes. Perez will make the final decision. There is absolutely no possibility of us signing Valverde for 40 million. If we were to throw in a hundred million, I think they'd probably still say no. Um, Liverpool have Thiago Alcantara conundrum as Jurgen Klopp faces difficult midfield paradox. Liverpool need Thiago Alcantara to be at his best to get the team to get back their optimum as a team, but Jurgen Klopp faces a difficult decision for that to happen. I'm not sure Thiago Alcantara is the one that causes the conundrum in midfield. And this is basically having a pop at him for his performance against West Ham, where he was fine. I mean, I know they scored after he came on from the, the corner. What do you want him to do? The guy's eight. He is not the issue in midfield. Thiago is either perfectly plugged in or like a fish out of water. I mean, this is some, some high-level nonsense. And we're not even going to bother reading any more of that. Uh, on Anfieldindex.com, how to approach the transfer window. New piece by Stephen Smith. Do check that one out. The latest edition of Rate Don't Hate. Tadiwa and Guy doing their thing. Uh, bringing the Tad Predictable podcast basically to Rate Don't Hate. So make sure you give that one a listen. There will be much more this week. Um, there is an Under Pressure to come on Thursday. There will be a Scouted in the next couple of days. Uh, I'm sure there will be more on the spot. There will probably be a or Tommy's. So do get ready for all of those coming on Anfield Index Pro. And uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.